Welcome to another episode of Music and Vibes. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. I hope that you are having an amazing week. I know that I am. I am also loving the weather here in Alabama. We are having spring-like weather, and it is wonderful, I mean wonderful, not to have to wear a coat in the morning. If I had to pick between hot or cold, I think I'd always pick hot over cold. I just don't like cold weather. So I am just thankful that it is spring, the weather is no longer frigid or cold, and yeah, I'm very happy about that. So far this year, it has been full of self-assessment and exploration. Now I know you're probably saying, Kiana, 2019 started just four months ago. How much self-assessment and exploration can you have in four months? Well, just let me tell you, I have learned so much about myself in the past four months that it is astonishing. I always tell people that having a master's degree in counseling psychology is a blessing and it's a curse. Now, it's good because you have a better understanding of human behavior. It helps a lot when it comes to dealing with people. However, The downside about this is that you are always self-assessing yourself. I mean, like all the time. I know that self-assessment is good, but I am always trying to figure out my behavior and understand why I did something, why I said something. It can be really annoying. I envy people who can just do something and then be like, I felt like doing it. My husband can do that, but I just cannot do that. I mean, I'm the person who would do something and then I'll try to figure out why I did it or I'll mentally evaluate what I was thinking when I did it, why I wanted to do something. Yeah, it's really annoying. I mean, it's so bad that in the past, I've even tried to diagnose my kids to try to understand why they refused to listen or obey or do what they were told to do. Eventually, I guess that comes with experience and understanding parenting. I begin to understand my kids are stubborn like their mom. And for those of you who did not hear last week's episode, I talked about stubbornness and how it could be a good quality in regards to your marriage. So if you have not heard this episode of the podcast, after you finish listening to this one, go back to the episode before, and this one is called Come By Here, and it's episode 17, and go listen to that so you can have some type of reference for what I'm referring to now. However, I realized with my kids that Positive and negative reinforcements worked like a charm with them. So that helped to correct their behavior. Once I figured out they didn't have any type of disability or diagnosis. So yeah, as you can see, this is why I say self-assessment for me is a could be a blessing, but it's also a curse. I've just come to the point in my life where I am no longer willing to let people control me. I think I was doing a lot of self-assessment because I get upset. And, you know, we all get upset. And so we get upset, we get frustrated, we get angry. But I'm just like, this is stupid. Why are we just, not y'all. I know y'all don't get upset. Y'all probably are better at that than me. But I'm just like, why am I getting so upset? I just want to live my life, have fun, be happy. And, you know, not let people, what people do and their attitudes and their chaos affect me. So, That's kind of where I was going with this. I'm also at a point where I want to feel like more free and less restricted. And I must admit that as I've gotten older, I do feel like more freedom and I feel less restricted. I also found out that I'm constantly changing and growing. And then my values and my morals kind of are changing. Not to the point where it's just like night and day, but to the point where I'm just like, oh, well, you know, it's not as rigid as it used to be. And I guess that just comes with growing up. 
Not like I'm that old, but you know, as we all get older, we mature, we become wiser. So I think that's what like sparked all of the self-assessment. So as I was saying, I have just come to a point where I'm no longer going to let people's values, opinions, or attitudes affect me. No, I'm not going to be just this big jerk who walks around not caring about the world, but I have decided to just be me, just be myself. So for example, if someone is being mean and hateful and refuse mean and hateful, I'm just going to refuse to let that affect me. I am not going to let their mean and hateful attitude make me respond the same way or ruin my day. Now in the past, there have been times where I have been having an amazing day and then someone will say or do something that I feel is either mean, rude, or disrespectful to me. Then I'll spend the rest of the day angry and thinking about what they said and what I needed to do to confront them and then I will literally spend two or three days thinking about this and formulating a plan of action to handle the situation. As you can imagine, all of this is emotionally draining and to be honest, it's not even worth the time or the effort. I have noticed that people who are really sorry about something that they have done or said, they'll come to you and they'll apologize. But if you have to beg a person to apologize, you just wasted a whole lot of time and energy. Have you noticed that the attitude of toxic people and mean people is contagious? It just spreads to everyone around them. And I, for one, do not want to let other people control me by their thoughts, actions, deeds, or attitudes. So, I'm going to say it right now here in the podcast, I am going to take back control over me. And if other people are not happy and want to be mean, that is up to them. I refuse to let it ruin my day. Now, of course, this is easier said than done. So, I'm telling you because I'm going to need some accountability partners on this one. So if you are interested in being my accountability partner and need me to be your accountability partner, then I would like for you to message me on the Music and Bodies Facebook page and then just say something like, Kiana, I'm in. And then I will know that I have someone who is going to hold me accountable to my resolve not to let people and their attitudes control me or ruin my day. And you know what? I think that it'll be great for you to know that I'm here for you as well, to hold you accountable to whatever it is that you're trying to do. So my future accountability partners, I can't wait to hear from you. And I know that together we got this, we can do this. This week, I would like to dedicate this episode of the podcast to all of my single friends out there who are listening to the podcast, and I just want to talk about high expectations. I want to start off by saying that there is nothing wrong with being clear about what you want or expect from a relationship. All of us should have an idea based on our personalities, our values, and belief systems about the type of man that we like to marry or date, and for all my guys out there, the type of woman we want to date. But... How do you know if your expectations are too high or unrealistic? Here is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. When I was in my early 20s, I used to have a whole checklist about the type of man that I wanted to marry. And it went something like this. First, he had to look like Will Smith or close to Will Smith. You notice I put close to Will Smith because I was kind of compromising a bit there. Um, Number two, he had to be a saner and love music as much as I did. Number three, he had to be able to write songs and play an instrument. Preferably all instruments, but I'd take one. Four, 
he had to be a vegetarian. And that was just because I'm a vegetarian. So yeah, he had to be one of those. Five, he couldn't have any kids. Six, he had to be able to write songs about me and sing them to me periodically. Seven, he had to be a Christian and believe in God. And eight, he had to be a professional singer. And finally, nine, he had to love me. So this is the list that I stuck with for most of my 20s. And I would not date or continue to date anyone who did not match up with my checklist. I would date guys occasionally, but then because they didn't match my checklist, I would find a reason not to call them back or talk to them. During this time, I was not very happy because I was seeing all these people in my age group in relationships and getting married. And here I was heading into my mid-20s and I didn't have a boyfriend or any prospects. I would occasionally call my mom or my friends crying to them about how lonely I was and how I did not understand why I did not have a boyfriend yet and how I was getting old and how I was not going to be married because I was just getting too old. Okay, I look back on that now and I'm just like, wow, that was ridiculous and it's slightly comical that here I was, my early 20s, I mean, I wasn't even 25 and I'm crying about being an old maid and never getting married. Wow, the things you do when you are young. Anyway... So one day, I was crying to my mom about my plight of being old and not having a man, when out of the blue, she said something that really surprised me. She was like, Kiana, the reason you are having a hard time finding a man is because your expectations are way too high. She then proceeded to tell me that there was only one Will Smith, and if I was waiting for his lookalike to come by, or his twin to magically appear, then that was probably not going to happen. After she said that to me, I was quiet because first I was stunned and could not believe that my mom just said that to me. But I guess that's the things parents can tell you. They can tell you things other people won't tell you because they are your parents. So she went on to say that having high expectations is a good thing. But then she said when you are so specific that it eliminates half of the dating population out there, then dating and getting married eventually is going to be a lot harder to do. That conversation really blew my mind, and it made me think about something. I was like, wait a minute. So I decided to go back over my list and decide what were some things that I could live without and what were some things that I absolutely had to have in a relationship. As I went through my list, I realized, yeah, I could probably live without dating or marrying a guy who looked like Will Smith. I also came to the conclusion that it's okay if the guy that I dated could not sing or was not a singer. And even if he couldn't play instruments, okay, I did compromise here because I did say that even if he couldn't sing or play instruments, that he at least still had to either like music or have an appreciation for music. And I felt like that was a compromise because if you know me by now by listening to the podcast, I absolutely love music. And I think that the person, and I was thinking at that time that the person that I dated or married needed to have some kind of appreciation or like for music because if not, they wouldn't understand why Kiana wants to go sing all the time, why she's always at rehearsals, why she's writing and singing and everything. So I decided that even though he didn't have to play an instrument, he did not have to be able to sing, he at least had to like music or have some appreciation for it. So I did make a compromise there. I also decided that I could date a man who was not a vegetarian, as long as he respected the fact that I was a vegetarian and that I wanted my kids to be one. That was it. 
And I even decided that it would be okay if I dated a man with kids, which I'm glad I did because when I married my husband, he had two of them. Now, the only thing I think I kept on my list was that he had to be a Christian because to me it was important that I marry someone who shared the same belief in God so that there wouldn't be any conflict in our home when I wanted to take our kids to church. And I also kept on the list that whomever I dated or married had to love me. Now, once I eliminated all of these crazy high expectations, to my pleasant surprise, I dated a couple of guys who I would not have dated if I had not gone over my list and changed things. And then eventually, I met and I married my husband. But none of this would have ever happened if I did not take off all those ridiculous expectations off my list. Now, I know you're probably dying with laughter at all this stuff I had on my list. It's funny. I mean, I put on there, he had the same, played instruments, and looked like Will Smith, but never once did I care about if he had a car, a place to live, or even a job. Like, seriously, that is crazy. Now, even though I'm laughing down at this because it's funny now, it wasn't funny then when I was going through it. Now, why did I share my story with you? Well, it's because I feel that it is important for us to be honest with each other and to share our experiences with each other. I know that some of you have a whole checklist about what you either want or are looking for in a man or woman, whom you plan to date or marry. Now, some of those things on your checklist should be non-negotiable, meaning that they have to be there, especially if it has anything to do with religion, morals, or values. But then there are some other things on your list that can be negotiable. Recently, I was reading an article called Nine Signs That Your Expectations Are Too High in Relationships. The article was found in a magazine called Bustle Magazine, and it was written by Eva Taylor Grant. Now, for those of you who are regular listeners of the podcast, you know I'm always reading about relationships, so this should not surprise you that I read about this article and that I thought it was something I should share. So, I love this article because I, as I read it, it actually made me think of my checklist back in the day. So, here are the nine things that, the nine signs that your expectations are too high in your relationship. And we're going to start with number nine because I think this is funny. Number nine, you expect them to behave in a very, very specific way. Number eight, you get rid of people who you like because they don't meet your expectations. Number seven, you don't allow your partner to make mistakes and you have a one-strike rule. Number six, you constantly drop people after the first date. Number five, you are judging other other people's relationship histories. So in other words, you don't allow... In other words, I guess what I'm trying to say is do not allow the past relationship history of a person that you plan to date dictate whether or not you pursue them. Now, the only reason you will stop is if it's filled with some major red flag like infidelity or abuse. Because a lot of times the way one person will act with one person is not how they'll act with you. So unless it's unless their relationship history is plagued with infidelity or abuse, I say go ahead, like take a chance, date them. Number four, you have a whole checklist that they have to meet. Number three, you look for certain physical characteristics. Number two, you're looking for a quick fix to your problems. And I guess what this is saying is that you're looking for someone who can make you not be lonely or someone who will make you feel appreciated or whatever. That's looking for a quick fix. And finally, you aren't checking in with yourself first. 
I have found that the more you get to know yourself, the less rigid and strict you will be with your checklist. The key here is to know yourself and then operate from the perspective, from that perspective, instead of from the perspective of your ideal meet or your ideal mate. If I can just be honest with you, the ideal mate is alive and well in our imagination, but he or she may not even exist in real life. So I encourage all of my single friends who have checklists or high expectations, just throw the paper away. Throw, throw it away. If it's on your um, phone, delete it. If you wrote it down in your diary somewhere, cross it out, tear it out. I don't care what you do. Just get rid of it. If it's in your mind, please just let it go. Forget you ever had that checklist. Then once you do that, I want you to take some time. Yep. Write down some non-negotiables. So for example, if it's based on your morals and your values, write it down. Like if he has to go to church, if he has to be a Christian, oh, if he has to be kind, if he has to love his mom, those are not negotiables that are valuable. So keep those and throw away all the other ones like in my book he had to look like will smith or he has to act a certain way he has to say this he has to do that or she has to cook because guys some good women are many good women are out there but they just don't know how to cook and they can always learn so don't let that be a reason why you don't date or marry someone because they cannot cook all right so with that being said i want you to Go out there and mingle, meet and greet, and don't forget to have fun. Because at the end of the day, dating is about fun. Yeah, you're looking for an end result, maybe getting married, but have fun while you do it. There is someone out there for you, but you have to be open-minded to find them. I hope this was helpful and that you have just got to keep your mind and options open. The song that we are going to listen to today is called I Wish, and it's about a woman whose expectations were so high that she missed out on a good man. As you listen to this song, think about what we just discussed. They say that love comes once in a lifetime. Did I miss out on the one that was mine? Did he live down the street? Did I see him each week?
so much for spending time with me today. I truly enjoy our time together. I really love our weekly talks and I'm always so excited to talk with you. Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank Anique Music for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Anique Music is the publishing company that represents all of the music heard here on Music and Vibes. For more information about Anique Music, go to musicandvibes.com. I also want to encourage you to share this episode of the podcast with a friend today. By doing this, you are helping to grow the podcast community. So don't forget, if you have a friend who you think has expectations that are too high and they are constantly calling you crying about their plight, send them this um, episode of the podcast and pray that it helps them out. And if you have any family members like that, yes, send them this episode of the podcast. But even if you don't know anyone like that, I, we have a lot of podcasts. I have, se- I have two seasons, actually. So just go through them and see which ones you think would you or pick your favorite one and send it to someone regardless of what you do get an episode share it with someone so that we can grow the music and vibes community and please don't forget to head over to itunes right now and leave me a review and subscribe if you have not already done so now i'm going to try to remember to put the link to itunes in the show notes along with the music and vibes facebook page in the show notes so that'll just be easier for you to do As always, I had an amazing time. And until we meet again, have a wonderful day and an awesome week. Bye-bye for now.